0: Do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Saviour, me?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Excommunicated Podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Tom. And I'm Alex. And if you've never listened to us before, Tom and I are ex-Christians who are talking through our deconversion journeys after decades in the church and we're joined today by lifelong sinner Alex. Hello, <laughs> how have your weeks been? Let's talk about that.
2: Pretty good. Um, I'm just trying to think of any news from this week. I'm just I'm just uniing, mastersing. But this morning I was added to a group chat. Would you like to know what the group chat was for? Yes.
1: You you do like a group chat. What was it called?
2: It is Chloe's Hindu. Now Chloe is my brother's fiance. Okay. They're getting married in October. Okay. <laughs> Um, have I told you about the baby shower for my niece? No. The baby shower was horrific. I'll boil it down for the sake of the for the podcast. But um, her cousin was like, "Oh yeah, I don't like my little my my little child's drawings. I tell her to put those in the bin. It messes up the house." Nice. Chloe, you should do that. You should tell your little girl not to have her drawings out. Okay. Nice. This is Chloe's family. This, okay. this is who we're working with. And now we've got that family coming up with a Hindu. I've been in this for less than 12 hours and there have been over 200
3: messages.
2: (gasps) So hectic, to Mm. say the least. Mm. Very hectic. We've got one friend saying, "Okay, let's get everyone's budgets in. And then her mum saying, no, we don't need to know about budgets. Chloe's more important than money. We need to make the day special for her. If people can't afford it, well, they really should make the effort for for (laughs) Chloe. Oh, no. That's the worst kind of group to be a part of it truly is. So this is why I wanted to say this on the podcast. Listeners out there in your Christian Christianityness, what are the Hindu's like? Hindus in Christians. they're chaotic.
1: Oh. They're not chaotic,
3: no, they're mild. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they are mild. So when's the when's the Hindu for? Um I think it's September because the wedding's on October.
1: So we're in the very beginning of February and we're planning mm-hmm. a September Hindu? Mm-hmm.
2: Is that is that normal? Mm-hmm
0: maybe i i don't know i haven't planned a Hindu so
2: i mean i think i think they're also looking at oh should we go abroad maybe not and i'm like i can't afford to go abroad
0: (laughs) i don't know about anyone else yeah but how (laughs) much do you like chloe seriously
2: exactly honestly i should be making more of an effort
0: you really should
2: so that's how my week is that that is so how how about you guys 200 messages just today alone Mm
1: -hmm. i would just turn my phone off
2: yeah i haven't been looking but then everyone's like can people stop ignoring the messages please we need the information (laughs) i'm sorry for you it's it's wonderful and i love it
1: when whenever your Hindu is gonna be i'm gonna be that person unfortunately i'm gonna be the one like forcing 200 messages down everyone's throat that's gonna i know that's gonna be me that's the problem
0: i was
2: talking about this (laughs) A minute ago, with um, with Arthur, and I was like, for my Hindu, I want approximately like five people there, and they're all quite, you know, logical, nice people. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll get along. There's not going to be anybody saying like, you need to make the money work. So I'll be like, no. guys, I can't afford it. As the bride, I can't afford shit. <laughs> yeah, I would mute that group
0: chat. Yes, I would.
2: I want to.
1: Can I? <laughs> well, thank you for joining us here today. I know that. If we had recorded the finance episode without you, um, you would have cut us off. We would have been excommunicated from you.
2: Yes, and I will say what I messaged you. I would have made my own dissing podcast. I would have gone through every episode and just torn it apart out of anger. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you very much for making the time for us this evening. It's a little bit
1: last minute for us all to try and fit it in. But it was very important that Alex hears this week's... Definitely. Tales as we talk about the finances of a church. You've been
2: looking forward to this for like seven weeks? Since day one. Since you started the podcast, I was like, can you talk about the money side of it, please? (laughs) (laughs) So, this is the
1: seventh episode in our church planting series. And last week we talked about um, Dwight joining our team against everyone's concerns.
0: Mm, Yes, certainly. What a lovely chap.
1: Um, And David ignoring all of our advice and the, the, the growing chasm between all of us, really. So go back and listen to that um, if you haven't before this episode. Otherwise, it won't make any sense. But this week, we're finally going to be talking about the finances. We're gonna going to be going. But before we get started, do you have any finance related questions? Anything that we should try and answer in case they're not in our notes? How much was David's salary? You <laughs> we'll go we'll go straight in there. <laughs> you want facts and figures, don't you? You want, like, balance mm-hmm. sheets and everything. Yeah, sure. I don't know exactly to the penny how much he was getting paid. It was more than minimum wage, and obviously his bills were covered by the church, so he was doing fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't have the figures for you. I'm
0: sorry. No, i sorry okay. about that.
2: Mate. I'll Google that. I'll Google that in my own time. That's okay. He was making more than we were. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like,
1: how much was sorry go on i like how the first thing you ask is like what was his
0: hourly rate (laughs) (laughs) yeah what's his take home
2: what is his take home honestly did he get taxed it was a church thing did he get taxed yes he did he got taxed as as in like
1: the the money that he received was after tax yeah okay like
2: like normal okay i think it's just the national insurance (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, all, all the normal stuff. It's just the church that okay. doesn't. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's just the church itself okay. that doesn't pay tax, but the 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 employees still do. Okay, I've never seen you so het up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: so desperate. Have you, got a, have you got a spreadsheet there I could look at? <laughs> Unfortunately, not. I'm sorry. All right, okay, that's fine. I'll make you one after this episode. I'll make you one. Oh, I'll, I'll make my own as we go. It's fine. <laughs> She's got a calculator out. <laughs> So, I thought we'd start the episode by just sort of roughly outlining how the church was run financially, like when it came to the money side of things. Does sure. that sound good to you?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds great to me.
0: I, th- I think what um, you may not realise as well is that um, a lot of the churches in the UK, you receive um, or you have to pay a certain amount depending on how many people go along to your church. So twice a year, normally, there's almost like um, a register is taken. and A census, you a could cens- say. Oh my, a <laughs> census. You have to return to the place from where you were born. Um, a census is taken and you always hope on those days you have very few people attend church. So let's say only 20 people turn up to church on that particular day. That, the church then pays per person back to the council how much, um, I can't remember the exact word they use now, but uh, let's say £10 per person goes back into the main council itself. And so at certain times you want very few people, and then the following week you want loads of people to come along so that they can give the money, their tithes and offerings and everything else to actually pay uh, pay their way. So the church, yeah, it's, it's a funny old setup how that basically... The, the church has to pay back to the organisation, the, the actual council itself. And then the council then gives money back to the church. Um, So it, it's a weird old setup. So it's it's only these independent churches where the um congregation gives uh, and it goes into a bank account. And then that bank account is used to pay for their pastor or to pay for whatever goes on in the church for his new car, maybe. Um, but these big organizations, maybe like the Church of England or the Methodists or the United Reformed, I know the Pentecostals, they all um, give to their main organization from the church itself. They pay their way.
2: I have some questions. Sure. Okay, okay. So but is the council like a churchy council? We're not talking like a a city council here, are we? We're talking like a church council. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So so each organization. So let's say Church of England will have their council. Um, the Methodists have their own council, you know, they own have their own separate ones um, and that church will then pay back into that organisation itself.
2: Why Why are they paying back to the organisation? Surely the organisation should be giving them money.
0: It does, because this is weird I mean, and this will come out later on, but um, when money is given, it's given in different pockets. So you're only allowed to spend this... On this particular thing, and this on on the Minister and this on uh you know whatever you know projects you might have going um so you pay to the the main church council almost like your subscription charge um and then the main council will then will pay for your how will pay for the the building they'll pay for maybe any building works they'll pay for um for the minister they'll pay for all sorts of things you know so um yeah that they'll pay back into into your church itself
2: and how often do they need to make this payment is it like a once a year thing once a month thing
0: the the uh, census if we call it the census is normally taken twice a year and then from that it will change your accounts probably twice a year yeah certainly in in the in the when i was in the Methodists that used to happen twice a year but i don't know um uh, in in the church that we're talking about how often it used to happen i'm not sure but normally twice a okay. year
2: Last question on this because otherwise, we are this is going to be too long. I'm just going to (laughs) drag this out too long. Um, I forgot the question, never mind.
0: That's okay, I'll come back. Yeah, so, so, really, so twice a year, you wanted very few people in your church because then. Um basically you wouldn't have to pay back that much to the council. It's almost like, yeah, well you only have twenty, honest. So we only owe you a thousand pound. Um and then the following week you want as many people as possible because that money then goes back into your bank account and not into the council's bank account, basically. You've remembered your question.
2: I have. Did they do anything specific to deter people from coming in those weeks?
0: <laughs> no, no, unfortunately not. You know, you just you just hope. Yeah, could put, oh, on okay. a, put on a really bad speaker and say, oh, "Next week we've got yeah, Dwight's coming to speak or something." No, <laughs> um, no. It, unfortunately, it's just just random. Unfortunately, yeah. Is
2: okay. that um, is that what your questions for now? I think for now, for now. Yeah.
1: So, just starting at the beginning, as we mentioned before, this plant project was fully funded by the council, um, and it was a five-year project, and it was given a few million big budget essentially
0: and and in a sense because it was a five-year project they were given a couple of years grace before they had to report back to the council to say yeah we've got 10 people or 20 people or 30 people they were given i think two years before they had to report back to say how many people they had and then pay back to the council themselves because this was a new project they had
1: yeah we were like getting on our feet so we didn't have to pay the the charges and the fees straight away yes that's right Um, So the council gives this money to the teams with the proposals, like the business plans, and then they will expect to see a return and figures and things like that after a couple of years. So the money is given in stages, so quarter by quarter, and there'll be reviews, and there'll be budgets and things like that, and basically looking at how you're spending the money, Hmm. things like that. So we had um, an official accountant. Oh, we have a question already.
2: (laughs) question from the audience um you say like figures yet to report back to figures what did you have to report back like who was in the congregation how many lives had now been turned to god like what What were the figures you had to give them
0: yeah i mean literally every week we used to take um i used to count everyone that came into the church how many were adults how many were children so that could be reported back um it wasn't about who was converted it was literally about bums on seats it was numbers yeah yeah. that's all they cared about they didn't really care about if anyone had met with god it was literally you know can we get more and more people in this church in this building that's all they wanted
1: and i think this is the weirdest thing like being on a team and seeing it from the business like point of view because like when you go into churches or church run things you kind of assume that it's all about god yeah sure it's all about helping people Mm. and it's all about charity in a way you assume you know they're they're tax exempt and there's a lot of volunteering and things like that you would assume that it's not being run like a business but it is being run exactly like a corporate business
0: yeah um and as you said we had an accountant and the accountant wasn't she attended church once in a while but uh she was sort of roped into being part of the team but um yeah wasn't wasn't a member of the church as such either you know
1: no so our accountant was called rachel and i don't know if we've introduced her fully in the story yet because she wasn't at any of the big events that we've talked about like the away days yet and she only seemed to get on with david so she wasn't very social and she was only invited on the team because she was an accountant so i think david David saw that and he was excited about the idea that someone else would be looking after the money because we weren't we weren't required to have an accountant like it wasn't a rule of the team but he really wanted hmm. sort of as many people to delegate to as possible and if she would look after the money completely he was happy with that so she wasn't even fully a christian like tom said she'd been to a few house groups and things but she wasn't fully going to church she didn't fully believe in god But she had full control of the church finances from day one.
0: Yeah, and full control of, I mean, this was a revolutionary church plant, you know, uh, non-traditional, a new thing. And yet it was being controlled by someone who knew nothing about church and certainly knew nothing about um, moving into a community where they wanted to help people. She was concerned about facts and figures. All the money in the bank account, that's that's what she wanted, rather than spending to enable to spread the word into the community. That's what she was concerned about.
2: So do churches not usually have accountants then? Not always.
1: So a lot of the times they will, but it's not like a legal requirement, especially not for the plant. I think because David was deemed at this point, when, when he first got the money, he was deemed as competent. It was sort of like up to him what happened with with that side of things.
0: I Just in a sense, it seemed initially really refreshing as well because it was like, you know, he was delegating, so he was giving jobs to everyone, and finance has been sought by someone, you know, this work's been done by this person. This is really positive. He's not hoarding all the jobs to himself. He's, he's delegating. That's a really good, positive thing, you would think. Um, but he was doing it, obviously, for the opposite reason of, you know, if he gives the jobs to everyone else... He doesn't have to do it himself, you know. So, yeah, most churches don't have an accountant. You'd have a volunteer, someone in the congregation or someone in the leadership would say, oh, you know, I'll, I'll look after the accounts."
2: But your church was being given, like, millions. Did you not have had... I mean, I feel like an accountant is a good idea. Why was there a requirement for there someone to be competent dealing with that amount of cash?
1: I don't know. I, it, again, it's, it okay. just it just shows that these weren't being set up properly yeah sure um yeah for it to be monitored like that but we did have an accountant so yeah she ran it completely straight-laced like a business it was facts figures check boxes she wasn't seeing it from like a kingdom of god quote-unquote point of view like it wasn't a mission to her she was just an accountant so she had all of the control over the money and the team in that way without it being a mission from god for
2: her did you um ever sorry this is kind of an on tangent did you ever measure the how much people gave what's that called tithing yes tithing and like the little the little velvet bag
0: yeah certainly yeah so
1: yeah all of that had to be tracked and reported back as as our our figures and our income and that all went into bank accounts and stuff so that was all her responsibility as well
2: Mm -hmm. yeah was any, did anything shady ever happen? I'm just trying to make some drama here, but maybe she was absolutely <laughs> fine.
1: She she was absolutely fine when it came to money. To be honest, she was very professional. So she mm-hmm. was not... In the same way that she wasn't viewing it from a Christian point of view, she wasn't viewing it from like a corrupt point of view, either where she was trying to hide money or take money. Nothing like that ever happened. It was just very difficult to be a group of people who believe this is all for God, this is all sacrifice, this is all for the community, and then the person that is in control of the finances doesn't care about any of that sure, and doesn't really see <laughs> it from your point of view. So yes. There were tensions, but one of the main issues did start to arise when her and David were in the office because they did have very flirty vibes. Like Objectively, everyone could see it. It was even a running joke of like, don't leave her and David alone together things like that so that was tricky and obviously sarah didn't like that understandably you wouldn't you know work Mm -hmm. wife Mm. type energy if you know what i mean so Mm
3: -hmm. mm
1: -hmm. and jane raised a concern because she i think we've mentioned before jane was a counselor in like her day job and she she had this thing of like observing people and you knew you were being observed if you like if you've ever been friends with a an a counselor you know you're being watched by that yeah, person sure. like they're judging yeah she's, <laughs> she's judging all your behavior but anyway <laughs> she she really saw some stuff that she didn't like in david and rachel's relationship and she came to me at one point and she was like i think we're going to have a problem with david i think he's going to have an affair
0: yeah it was uh it was very difficult because we were also aware of the fact of. I mean, again, no one else in the team knew this, but you know the fact that David and Sarah were having, not necessarily problems, but they had intimacy um, sort of problems in the sense they just didn't spend any time together they at, all, did they? Yeah. at all. They weren't connected, yeah, uh, not at all. And often Sarah would, you know, talk about the fact she didn't like him. You know, it was you know they had nothing there, and and David was a very touchy feely sort of chap. He was. He was, yeah. One he of was, these guys. He that... was
1: a where's my hug at kind of guy. You know the guys?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, mm-hmm. you know, so in that sense, if his wife wasn't giving him that and then the accountant was giving him that, um, you could see there were, were problems there. Um, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, that sort of, that was sort of raised um, problems initially, wasn't it? Nothing happened that no, we were but aware just, of.
1: it was it was red flags yeah, to everyone. Yeah, all the
0: time. Um, and even her husband got very nervous about it and he had anger issues, big, big anger issues. Um, and it was, it just, it was like sort of boiling under, you know, sort of, uh, I don't know what, what the phrase is, but it was bubbling, bubbling, under the surface? Under the, I don't know. Yeah, bubbling under the surface. It was just there something, you know, we just had to be very, very wary that something could have happened there, but
1: it was flirty vibes yes but anyway let's get on to the bad spending section well i
0: mean because and and also this does fit in with the bad spending is in the sense of rachel and because of her relationship with david the bad spending could take place because they were flirty so in a sense if david wanted something particular he could sort of flirt his way around you know and and because they had that sort of relationship they got away with a lot didn't or he got mm-hmm. away with a lot didn't he
1: so i think we talked about this in one of the earlier episodes but obviously you initially when you set up the project you don't get the full amount but you do get a mm-hmm. big chunk of it to start everything cuz you know a startup church is going to cost a lot of money so before we were even in the building mm. when we were still you know sort of working from david's spare room he spent nearly a hundred thousand pound on the PA equipment, and he was.
0: You can't see Alex's face here.
1: <laughs> That's a lot of money. That's... That's a lot of money to go on. Um, a lot of guitars and Wonderwall. Jesus. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this went on like guitars, keyboards, amps, lighting. He was so excited. He was so so focused on spending all the money on like his favourite things, basically.
0: Yeah, sort of microphones. Why don't you just this... go
2: into like music? just go into music and be a production person
0: yeah but i mean computers ipads microphones pa equipment obviously his phone you know literally everything but he was so focused i mean initially i thought this is great this guy is really he really wants to do this well he's really spending a lot of time you know, investigating and phoning up and and getting the best for the church. And I thought, if this guy's like this, this is going to be awesome. You know, he's getting this church set up just right. Yeah,
1: it gave us like a false sense of his work ethic. You know, at this point, we think that he is just on fire for this project. He's so passionate. And I think it just turned out he was like a kid with a credit card, basically. He was given a nearly unlimited pot of money. And he could justify it as a church expense. Yeah, somewhat. And it, and it, yeah, and it yeah. was the
0: sort of things he was interested in, as you said, Alex. Mm-hmm. You know, why don't you just, you know, form a band? You know, it's yeah. it's that yeah. sort of thing. You know, it's he had so much money and so much um, chance to to do what he wanted to do, mm-hmm. but then. You know, throwing it the other way, how on earth was that going to help the community? Um, And you've got to remember, this church was in, in the middle of quite a deprived area. And yet we had all of this equipment. So, you know, so much money's worth of equipment. For what purpose, really? For one guy to stand at the front and play his guitar, you know?
1: And it was like the best brand of everything yeah. as well. And so it's the kind of equipment that you'd buy for like one of these big churches with a big congregation and a full band you know it was like (laughs) worship band equipment when it was just him stood at the front i mean how was keyboards and all these things helping the community at all
0: i i even remember he bought you know like a number of ipads not just one but quite a few ipads and he would justify it like, well, one would be for the PA so we can control the PA and one will be so we can control the lighting because you can put the lights through the iPad. And we're talking a tiny, tiny, you know, congregation of 20 here, but no, we're going to put the lighting through the iPads and this sort of stuff. Um, So when I was sat on the desk, I would have two iPads to control things. Well, yeah, what happened the rest of the time? Well, the kids were playing with them at home, weren't they? It was like, yeah, so... I'm justifying the fact that I got an iPad, honest for church, but you know, all the kids' games are on it and things. So it's like, hmm, yeah, okay. So why did I need that iPad? Yeah, it's, it's, those sorts of things. All of a sudden, it, questions were being asked, really. You know, sometimes when the iPad would go into sleep mode, when I was doing the, the PA, you know, I'd have to ask one of the kids for their password. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, whose iPad is this now? Is this the church's or is mm-hmm. someone else using this, you know?
1: And it was like the biggest chunk of the funding that we received went on all this PA equipment and it went on all the musical instruments and stuff. And, you know, at the time, because you're seeing it from like this startup mm. point of view and like projects take money and it you spend money to make money kind of viewpoint, Yeah. you really you really felt like all of this was important but looking back it's just crazy to think that none of the focus was on the struggling community that we were kind of invading yeah all Mm -hmm. of the focus was on this flashy these these flashy toys that david could use
0: yeah i mean you could walk into the church and it looked amazing you know don't get me wrong there was colored lights all on the front and lighting up a cross and you know it looked like wow there you know
1: it was very impressive yeah
0: sort of uh, video projectors you know projecting words Mm -hmm. and you know two of those going on at the same time and it's like, oh my goodness yeah it looks fantastic Mm -hmm. but to so few people i mean it's just in the sense he had that power anyway didn't he to buy his toys so Mm -hmm.
2: and what else did anybody have any suggestions of like other things to spend that money on
1: I think the the really big purchases weren't anything to do with us anyway no
0: I mean it was mm-hmm. and it was almost done before the ch- we even got into the church mm-hmm. building, wasn't it? you know um so he almost went off and, and did it by himself. He didn't even consult us about what to spend what he was going to spend the money on. He just went off and did it didn't yeah he?
1: The, the the music stuff was his project, basically, yes. and none of us knew none of us were music people and that that all seemed fine again at the time, but then there would be sort of like jokes dropped in the group chat of like oh can does this count as church expenses ha 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 and stuff and then there would be jokes about like how to spin it in the budget so one day during the height of summer david and sarah bought themselves a large pool for their back garden and they spun it in the budget as a baptism pool
0: and we're talking a big pool you know we're not talking (laughs) a, a paddling oh alex alex's face this is what she wanted (laughs)
2: are you serious yeah Yeah. are you no
3: yes so so this was
1: the middle of summer and sarah posted a photo on the group chat of like she was dangling her feet in the pool and then rachel replied and she was like oh is that the church's new baptism pool ha 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 and we never did a baptism in it not once
0: and you can swim in it you could swim in it it's not you know one of these where you sit down and 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 dangle it was a, a One that you could swim in. It was deep enough for that, so...
1: And we never did a baptism in it. Yeah. The whole time we were there. So, things uh, like that started to get bought on church expenses.
0: <laughs> She's still I got
2: nothing. I got That's insane. <laughs> that's in, What?
0: But again, because he, he could get away with it, because, again, of his flirty relationship with the accountant. So, it was almost like, well, yeah, we really do need it. <laughs> but, you know, it was... That relationship, whereas most accountants would say, no, Mm -hmm. no, you can't have that. No, don't be so ridiculous. No, you can't have that. And I think at the time when he bought it, because we spoke to um, the the big, big boss, he wasn't qualified to do baptisms anyway.
1: No, because he hadn't been ordained yet. Yes. So he could assist in baptisms. So when Giles did baptisms, David was allowed to be there as like the second dunker. (laughs) But he couldn't officially perform baptisms or christenings yet, like by himself. He wasn't ordained. He hadn't been like released out of training.
2: So... Did nobody bring that up when he was like, can I have a baptism pool? It's just... Sorry, is this a paddling pool? He... (laughs) He didn't. That's the thing. He bought things
1: and then it was spun in the budget. He didn't have to request to buy things. He didn't need permission to buy anything. He would buy things and then it would be put in a box afterwards by the accountant.
0: And I don't think the rest of the team necessarily knew um, that he did that. I mean, obviously we did because we went around there all the time, you know.
1: No, but the I mean, he put it on the group chat and everyone assumed they had bought it for baptism Yeah, sure. because that yeah, was course. the whole point of having a church, you know. At this point in the project, we are all for supporting this community, reaching out to people, yeah. and telling people about God. That was the whole point. Sure. And we all still believed that.
0: Yeah, yeah, we were really keen. That's mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we wanted to do.
1: But looking back, none of these purchases were for the community. None of them were for God. None of them were for spreading messages. It was toys. It was toys for David yeah. and
2: Sarah. Yeah. Um, do you think this is reflective of, or representative of, like, Churches as a whole?
1: I, this is the only church I've been on a team of. So I would mm-hmm. like to say mm-hmm. that it's not. I would like to say that all the other churches I've been in were above board, but I don't know. I mean, you've been on more churches than...
0: Yeah, I have. Um, I've never seen it like this. No. Never seen it like this. I, I've been in leadership before. I've never seen people spend money like that. No, no, no. way. No,
1: And I think it goes back to what Arthur was saying last week, where he was talking about... How it's strange to see someone so young be in a position of authority in the church. Because when he when he pictures vicars or pastors, they're in like sixties, mm. you know, they're mm-hmm. they're retired kind yeah. of age. Um,
0: they've got life experience. They've got life yeah.
1: experience. They're mature. They're they're experienced. They're better equipped. Um, and David just wasn't. He was he was too young. He was inexperienced. He wasn't signed off yet. And he was given this massive bank account and a big house on an estate, mm. and he was just basically told, "Do with it what you want, we'll check back in two years, yeah. you know it's
0: um but they started then um for special events, they would have parties as well, a lot of parties, um, yeah, so within the church, so you'd think oh that's that's great, so um let's say Halloween, they wouldn't call it Halloween, they would call it something else the light party shine party shine party or something you know instead um and they would have a big party um but it was so they'd spend money on on the party decorating and 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 making it look really good and they did again make it look really good and that was open for the community um but alcohol was allowed so within the church uh and there was a lot of drink
1: it was it was a requirement to put on the poster to tell people to bring drinks
0: yes which is bizarre um but you think oh, why is this reaching out to the community and you suddenly realize no it was because if a hundred people attended that party they could put it down to the fact that a hundred people came to their church mm-hmm. so, so that okay. count,
1: that counted towards our numbers
0: yeah so again it was a big scam even that way really wasn't it they basically liked parties and they liked drinking. Yeah, <laughs> at the end of the day, that's that's what they liked doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it just so happened to help the fact with the numbers in the church as well. So it was, uh, yeah, very interesting.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So does it does it shock you that David was just allowed like free reign on on purchases? Did did you have a preconceived notion that he would have to apply before he bought something? Mm
2: yeah 100% I didn't think and I thought there would be a requirement to be an accountant you're dealing with millions of pounds here Mm -hmm. like surely somebody should be double checking that and some I was talking to a lecturer the other day and he's applied for funding that's fine if he gets it he has to do some of this research in his working hours and he's going to get like a couple of million or something so he has to let like the university know that he's going to get that he needs to sell finance department he's going to receive this money and they, they want to know exactly what every single penny has been spent on. They're like, mm. you've had a lot of our money. You need to tell us where it's gone. You need to, like, show something. It, it, why isn't it the same in a church? You're getting so much money. What's, you know? Yeah. But it's going on a paddling pool. A paddling pool. It
0: wasn't a paddling pool. What?
2: i know i know i just like to think that it was just a little paddling pool with like little fish on the side yeah i know it's probably not i just like to think of it that way so it it all was being
1: checked afterwards so Mm -hmm. it it was being reported where it was all going but he didn't have to ask for permission before spending it so basically he had he had free reign as long as he Mm -hmm. could justify it in like an
2: accountant's checkbox but surely you have to like justify it before you make the purchase because otherwise you've made the purchase you can't take it back so what if you can't justify
1: it so this is an example of how it was being run like a company rather than a church or a charity so if it could fit into one of the categories that's like an allowable business expense it didn't matter what it was to either david or rachel
2: so then you you can scale that up though for bigger churches. If you want to have like make sure people have got transport, especially in rural areas, yeah. well that you could justify buying a new Tesla. Yeah. Because yes. the pastor needs to get to church. Yes. Exactly. if yeah. he's not there, then you don't have Exactly. A... This is making me angry. <laughs> yeah. And
1: this is how like Rachel viewed it as a company, not the mission. So David mm-hmm. didn't have to come to her and be like, Okay, can I spend a thousand pounds on this? for the community it's an outreach thing and then she would tick it off it it would almost be like he would come to her with receipts and if it looked like a business transaction she was happy with that she pushed it right through it didn't matter what it was for because she wasn't coming from a christian point of view she was coming from an an accountant like a bookkeeper's point of view exactly
0: yeah certainly
1: so as long as it looked like a business transaction if it was you know a, a receipt for an ipad she didn't have to say, okay, well, how is this gonna further the message of God in this area? How is it gonna help people? How is it gonna support people? How is it for God? It was like, oh, an iPad? Okay, yeah, I'll yeah, put that business, I'll yeah. put that through under equipment. Yeah. And that was fine. It didn't matter what it was for. David had free reign.
0: Yeah, look, like you still got ten thousand pounds left in your equipment budget. Oh, okay, right, thanks. And so you'd then go off and you'd spend whatever was left in that budget.
1: Because if you didn't spend it, the next quarter you'd get a reduced budget. So she would encourage him to, like, use up the budget so that you get the same next term, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's right. As well, so... Wh-
2: but I you still know. need to justify, like, in other organisations, like, all the different departments get money like that, mm. and then at the end, like, they're, they're scrambling to make, spend everything. That's right. But they still have to justify it, don't yes. they? Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. But they had to justify it from a business
1: point of view and a money making point of view not from a christian point not of view not from a spiritual
0: point of view yeah
1: so it just it gets very very confusing yeah, very because muddled. yeah it does get very muddled mm. because you would assume this would be being run differently and it would all be spiritual rather than entrepreneurial i don't know yes it's yeah. being it's being run wrong
2: yeah you, you when you go into a church you don't think about the money side of it at all but no. then obviously if, if they're going to pay for different parties and the money's got to come from somewhere but millions of pounds that no one's checking on and no one's checking that this is for the community this is going to help people Mm -hmm. sure i'm getting very angry about this i'm sorry
0: and and i don't think they were concerned dare i say about the community you know this all they cared about was the fact that this plant was going ahead that the money was spent, was spent in the right boxes. Who, who is this you're talking about? This the is council? the church council. Yeah. That, yeah, you're right, sorry. The the church council would look and they say, oh, yeah, all the money's gone from the right boxes, they've yeah. got equipment, uh, the pastor's there, they're in the community, therefore the church has been planted and is working. They didn't really want to turn around and say, but how effective has it been in the community? Apart from, as we said, numbers, well, you can do that by just having a couple of parties and bringing people in that way. Mm-hmm. I don't think even they were concerned about that necessarily. Um, no,
1: because all of our targets, like we were given targets by the council and they were all about numbers and dates when like tithing would be supporting us. But it wasn't about, it wasn't targets about helping people. It wasn't targets no. about seeing change in the area. Yeah, it wasn't, you're right. The targets were like, okay, by this date, you need to have this many people tithing. So it's all about money. And you would just... It's so bizarre to to think that this is how it was all being run. It's not what you'd Mm -hmm. like to
2: think. Yeah. No. And what's worse is I feel like this probably is, even if it's not like a pastor buying new toys, but I feel like that is representative of churches in general. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I think you may be right.
1: And that's the sad thing. So all of the plants... Mm that were in like the bigger project that were in the bigger funding pitch all of them were being run this same way Mm. you know they were Mm -hmm. all given the same amount of money they were all given the same targets and they were all given no support and no follow-up like
0: yeah in fact i think discipline i think rachel actually went and worked as an accountant for some of the other plants Mm -hmm. in the area didn't she as well yeah Uh, because the the pastors were struggling so she went and she actually became the accountant to a couple of other plants i believe
1: but then she would report back to us like how the other plants were doing, and things got murky there as well. Yeah, like certainly. there, there should have been mm-hmm. more distance, I guess, boundaries. Yeah, you know, in that situation. Mm-hmm. But
2: yeah, like you could meet together as all people going through the same project together, and like, oh, we're having these issues or whatever. But that not, never like... happened once. Oh.
0: No, no. You think that should have happened? Fine. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah yeah all the leaders could have
2: yeah they could have met together couldn't they
0: yeah certainly that would have made a lot of sense wouldn't it not once but it was almost like we were in competition as well with some of the other groups wasn't it it's like oh we've got 20 people they've only got 10 or whatever you know Mm -hmm. it's we're better than them yeah because it's numbers again you know it's it's bizarre it is really bizarre
1: so how are you feeling so far
2: I feel angry. This is yeah. why I I keep getting into like little rants. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm ready to throw this microphone out the window. No? This is so
1: stupid. Don't apologise. We want to hear your thoughts and it also helps remind us that this isn't normal because yeah. you know, we went through this and we put up with it for so long. But hearing your outrage, that helps. That's yeah, ju- it does help. that's, that's vindicating. Yeah. Thank you. Paddling pool. Bigger than a paddling <laughs> pool, fine. A
0: paddling
2: pool, for fuck's sake. And like three iPads. Yeah. I, I don't know why the iPads just gloss over me. I don't care about the iPads, apparently.
1: <laughs> so the next thing that we have to talk about is hiring another member of staff. Yeah. So mm-hmm. about a year into the project, obviously Sophie had left. She'd resigned. And there's a budget... Good for re- her exactly power power to her yeah but there's a budget review with the council a little while after she left and the money that was obviously reserved for her full-time employment is now Mm -hmm. available to hire another children's worker because that was the thing we needed more than a worship leader at the end of the day like had
2: had they accepted that because like when she was first hired everyone was like you don't need to be you there's no need for you to be here so like when she left did they not just like put the money back into the budget or they like all right you've had one why not have another
1: yeah i think it was like talked about and reviewed and basically you don't need two people paid to sing at the front when you've got no one to do like kids crafts or or kids' Bible study. So, I, I,
0: and I think originally they didn't agree with the fact they should have had a worship leader. They were not happy about that at all, No, they?
1: David hired her under the table, if you remember, yeah. so he didn't request that yeah. first. Um, but now that she's left and he basically wasn't in a position to trust anyone, um, they had this money available to hire a children's worker. But David and Sarah didn't want to hire a children's worker. What they wanted was a... A clever way to hire someone who could do parts of David's job. Mm-hmm. So they changed the role name to from children's worker to a youth and family pastor.
2: So by including... Okay. Do they have to be a pastor for this? No. No,
1: no, no. So the the initial role was children's worker. So that could have been anyone who has experience working with children or teaching experience, anything like that. So them changing it to youth and family pastor, it basically meant that it could be an assistant pastor role. But putting youth in the title meant that it checked the box for what they legally had to be looking for. So this basically meant that David could delegate even more of his work off to this person. He could delegate the pastoral care the emotional support like praying for people visiting people that sort of thing he could get rid of all of that and put it on this new employee
0: um so he he really didn't like talking to people or he certainly didn't pray for people i don't think i ever saw him visit oh he visited one person when i came along with him um so he just didn't like doing those things at all um and so because of that he was because he has been scrutinized or you know been observed, I suppose he felt as though he had to have someone to to do that, didn't he to to cover his back
1: yeah, and it meant that he could be even more hands off, so he could do the music, he could do the parties, he could speak once a month, be in the office to show his face, but he didn't have to be the one interacting with the community. he didn't have to be the pastoral face of the church mm-hmm. and again, this is just proving how little he cares about people. You know, Mm -hmm. he he has manufactured a role that basically means he gets to be like a step removed from the people that need support. Mm -hmm. So they changed the name of the role and they posted the job online. And it was basically ready-made with Jane in mind, who was, you know, the member of our team. She was the counsellor.
0: And I think they'd almost told her she had the job, didn't they, beforehand? It was like, you know, we're going to write this what qualifications do you have right we're going to write it to make sure you know we'll say it's essential that you have this qualification this qualification this qualification which she just so happens to have they wrote it for her didn't they
1: They did they they exactly wrote it for her because it was the role that she wanted to take and she was training to become a pastor so her Mm -hmm. her goal was basically to to train up under david and one day get her own church But even though it was written basically just for her, they obviously legally have to publicly advertise the job. They can't just give it to her. But they they publicly posted it in kind of an obscure place in the hopes that no one would see it in in time for the interviews.
2: Where did it... Was it like internal god jobs or was it like linkedin (laughs) or like what what were we talking
0: about yeah it was something like internal god jobs that that type of thing yeah that that sort of site yeah Mm -hmm. um but again you you do it at certain times at you know so um i i can't remember the rules now but you know if if they did it on a wednesday afternoon and the closing date was thursday morning then most people wouldn't have seen it It, it's that sort of Mm -hmm. thing they they played the game basically so no one Mm -hmm. would actually see it
1: But within just a few hours of posting online, we had an application through. Okay. And it was from Dwight. Oh. (laughs) And as we talked about last week, he basically desperately wanted to be David's second in command. He wanted to be the assistant pastor. He wanted to find a way onto the team. And he wanted uh, power, I I guess. Yeah,
0: sure. I mean, he didn't have any of the qualifications listed. No, but he
1: pretended he did. Yeah, certainly. But thankfully, finally, at this point, David had seen some sort of light and realised that he didn't want Dwight to have a position in the church. He had seen like enough of the inappropriate behaviours by now, thankfully, and so he was also resistant to, to Dwight interviewing.
0: I, I think also he desperately wanted Jane because he knew how... Um
2: dedicated
0: dedicated how much work she would do how you know yeah how
2: sexy she was yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) whereas dwight would have sort of sapped energy from him Mm -hmm. um i think he he knew that if jane came along then he could give everything to her it'd be you know it'd be match made in heaven almost Mm
1: -hmm. but he was legally required to interview everyone that applied to you know Mm -hmm above board basically and obviously the whole team at this point was very frustrated because he was trying more and more to like force himself in and we'd all had problems with him at this point but after the interview process thankfully jane was given the role of the
2: youth and family
1: pastor so she
2: was officially now
1: employed
3: Hmm.
2: Um, who else was on the interview panel or was it just him and was it at his house again (laughs) (laughs) was it another
1: group activity it was not at his house so this was an official interview and it was Mm -hmm. done with the board of trustees of the project Mm. so giles was there and someone from the the council Council, was there it was done really properly yeah
0: Yeah, certainly but i mean because the um the actual job had been written for jane you know and certainly not for dwight it was you know obvious who was going to get the job mm-hmm. um and we were really happy actually when when jane got the job it was like oh great yeah cuz she's great
1: yeah she really deserved it she
0: deserved it she had a lot of skills and we thought yeah fantastic this is this is really good at this point we didn't call her jane the snake
1: oh you've just given away a future episode title <laughs> <laughs> don't we got to build up the story first <laughs> So she was hired, and she took on a large percentage Mm. of David's workload. Um, She was employed, I think, three or four days a week, but she was working full-time, basically, every day of the week, in the office, plus Sundays, um, because she cared about the project. She she, she was passionate, and she thought it was all for God. So again, as we talked about, you're willing to sacrifice quite a lot of time. You're willing to go unpaid a lot of the time because well, it's for God. God will bless us if you work really, work yeah, your ass and, off. And
0: for the community as well. Yeah. She cared about people. She, she was a counselor, so she cared about how people felt. So she would work with the commu- within the community. and Yeah. Yeah, so she was, she was suited to the job, certainly a lot better than David was.
1: Mm-hmm. And she was starting to see now in the office how David would let certain things slide, how he wouldn't finish things, how he was very hands-off and she saw it all as experience so she was very happy to take on probably more than she was meant to because it was looking good on her her resume you know it looked good on her cv to be like i did this many hours i did this many projects i did this un unsupervised you know it, it looks good for a training pastor
2: i worked with a pastor who wasn't very good how challenging that was look at me overcoming these challenges
0: basically yeah, and yeah. That, that's true mm-hmm. yeah that would have gone on her cv Uh, Because, of course, the council were aware as well. Um, And so that that would have looked really good for her. Uh, But she started off things like she would do prayer groups. She would Mm -hmm. have um, like little counselling groups where people could come into the the church from the community.
1: She she ran a grief support group as well. So she was doing a lot of emotional support things for people.
0: Um, Bible studies. Uh, She'd obviously speak once a month um, within the church service itself. Yeah. So she was doing loads. She didn't do worship, obviously, because that was uh, someone else's role, Mm -hmm. um, playing the guitar. Yeah, Um, so
1: she would basically deal with any interaction with people that wasn't worship. Like, that became her job.
0: Yeah.
2: That sounds really good, though. Like, and all of those different grief groups and stuff and support groups, that's really nice. That's what a church should be about, shouldn't it? Absolutely. Exactly.
1: But obviously, that's a big part of what David's job should have been. You know, he Mm -hmm. wasn't... He wasn't the worship leader. He was the church leader. So he should have been caring about prayer. He should have been caring about Bible study. He should have been caring about support work. Yeah. Like showing his face, getting to know the community. But he created this whole other job so that someone could do it for him.
0: I, he, I'm just on, on a very obscure thing, he would never wear his, his dog collar he, um, because he didn't want people to know that he was the bloke in charge. Um, so Mm -hmm. initially we thought, oh, that's, you know, that's really, I'm going to say trendy now, Oh, Uh, (laughs) but you know, it's like, God, it's fantastic. You know, he's, he's really forward looking and and everything else. He's just one of us. a step away
2: from the formality of it. Yeah. uh, He's he's...
0: one of us. He's not wearing anything in particular. He's, he's a great guy. But now you realize, no, it's because he didn't want anyone to know that he was the one in charge.
1: He didn't want the responsibility of being seen as someone that they could come to yeah he didn't want people to come to Mm -hmm. him
0: no and even to the to the extent and this is a silly one but he would drive to church um even though church is probably a two minute walk from his house he would drive there almost because he didn't want to interact with people on his way to church even there and back it was just bizarre really bizarre
2: does he know, not know about the climate crisis going on? I mean,
1: why, <laughs> just just walk. Bad for the environment. God, they had three cars, Alex. Yeah. Why? And they both worked in why? the same place. Yeah. Two minutes from their house, but anyway. Yeah. So Jane got this job. We were all very happy for her. And yeah. funnily enough, when it was announced that she got the role, um, Dwight left the church and never came back.
0: We never saw him again.
2: Ah, oh, hello
1: there. Bye, Bestie. <laughs> what a shame. So over time. Jane uh, started to see David's lack of work ethic. Um she was seeing him in the office and she was starting to get burdened with so much of his work. She she was fine with it at first. She believed it was all, you know, God would reward me, I'll stick to it, it's perseverance, I'm being mm. tested, etc. She started to develop this idea which Tom has alluded to, but she saw that potentially the plant could become hers if david lost his job we'll come back to that in a future Mm. episode but she started to see an opportunity of well if i work so hard and impress the council and david continues on his trajectory on his path they might reward me with the church plant
0: yeah okay but we'll talk about that later because that's a biggie Mm -hmm. yeah
1: because in the background of all of this as we were talking about david was now being like disciplined and watched by the council and he was being told that he wasn't really doing his job properly so because he was still basically on probation and our accountant team member was now meeting like monthly with the council um she was discussing the finances there was a lot of pressure being put on us to succeed and us to get people in so david started to try and come up with ideas to make lots of money
2: mm. and quick mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah Yes, so... He's just ide- Googling
2: get-rich-quick schemes. Basically, yeah yeah.
0: yeah. yeah, And but, like businesses
2: mm-hmm. for dummies. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But um, yeah, he, uh, he decided that what would be really good to make money and to get people into the church would be to open a cafe in the church.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, because again, it was all about numbers uh, and if you had a cafe and you had people coming into your cafe it meant to say that you could use those people coming into your cafe as people entering your church and so that would look good so you might have 50 people come to your church to your church cafe a day well that would look fantastic in your numbers for the for the year and so they you know him being on probation it would make him look really really good bodies in the church it's all good it's all that mattered yeah certainly
1: so when the the next sort of stage of funding was about to be released obviously because it would happen in in quarters he knew that the next big batch of money he could basically use to open a cafe and so he brought it to us initially and we thought it was a great idea we were like oh that would be so great it could be a place where where people come for like i don't know spiritual rest it could it, it could be a place where people can meet together where we can have groups great idea and I'd been involved in running a church cafe like years and years ago. And mm-hmm. it was 100% like a not-for-profit God cafe. It was like low low prices so that people could afford it. They We had like a pay coffee forward scheme for people that were, you know, struggling. Um, and it was a
0: great place to meet. You know, people from the church used to meet there to obviously to support it. And it was really nicely done anyway. Um, but people from the church used to meet there. The uh, pastor used to meet there um, with people so he could come alongside and chat with them and make sure everyone was okay. It was a really good resource in, mm-hmm. in where we were um, in the in the cafe we were involved in, wasn't it? It was really, really very good. So we were 100% for this. We thought this would be a great idea, really good idea.
1: So they then decided to pitch it to the rest of the team at the next team meeting. And we all kind of talked about it the initial idea sounded so not pure that's a a weird word for it but it sounded so wholesome, wholesome so so meaningful it sounded like such a good idea so we all agreed
0: to reach out to the community it'd be a you know what a great thing the community could you know finally we've got something to encourage the community to come into the church Mm -hmm. not just for a party not necessarily for a for a church service which might be really scary but somewhere where it'd be a low more relaxed, key yeah yeah low key have some you know christian music playing um you know really relaxing mm-hmm. nice nice food but cheap food it'd be fantastic really good
1: and so the whole team agreed and we started to get like business plans together mm. and we started making ideas and then the four of us myself tom david and sarah started to make ikea trips together little road trips to ikea to like look at furniture and i it i mean it was really just a jolly wasn't it
0: it was and it turned into another let's spend money Mm
3: -hmm.
0: time Mm -hmm. so whereas david liked to spend money on all of his pa equipment now it's like new project let's spend all of our money because this is a new tranche of money coming in let's spend all of our money on setting up a cafe mm-hmm. it was like yes we could get the best you know fridges and freezers oh we need those special
1: like big catering yeah equipment we need mm-hmm. everything
0: needs to be stainless steel we need to get all of the stainless mm-hmm. steel things in we need to get like a, a a cake trolley type thing one of those um with a glass front um oh we need to get and they spent Thousands upon thousands mm-hmm. again to set Ten- up this tens gun. of thousands. Yeah. yeah, in fact,
2: who um who paid for the petrol up and down to IKEA? Oh,
1: the church paid
0: for uh, that. Oh Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: they did. Uh, <laughs> sorry, and, silly and question. IKEA
0: meatballs. The IKEA meatballs.
2: <gasps> the Ikea meatballs. Yeah. Oh, but oh, even Carol, the um... they're like twenty <laughs> For God's sake, just get your own bloody lunch. <laughs> anyway,
0: but but even the tables had to be. Um, the cafe tables were specially made. They were custom-made. Custom-made yeah. tables. Not, mm-hmm. you know, IKEA tables. These were custom-made tables.
1: Mm-hmm. That David ordered bespoke.
2: Yeah. So anyway. Why?
1: Why did they need to be bespoke? Because David likes to spend money and David likes to feel special. But anyway, on one of these trips, um, Tom shared an idea that he had about the cafe that you, at the time, obviously we don't believe it now but at the time you felt was like a message from God
0: yeah I'm basically obviously as as I've said in the past I used to speak with God all the time Um, and uh, I was having one of my walks and talks with God and uh, I've believed and I really truly did believe that God told me that this cafe was a great idea and I thought yeah it it really is Uh, and he said but it should be free um it should be free for the community that the community should be able to come in there and get a free coffee that they should be able to get a free bacon sandwich or whatever it is it should be free um and if they've got some money that they could give a donation but if they haven't then that's fine then it's free. it should be free um because number one this church have been given millions mm-hmm. um to serve the community and I had been involved in a church cafe before that had been a free church cafe and they actually made money in the end, more than actually so much so they were able to open a a, a Book bookshop. Shop, yeah. So it was that popular, it was that good, and it was done really nicely. And I thought this is a community in a deprived area. This should be free. And I felt really passionate about this. Mm-hmm um and so i remember one night actually being in uh, david and sarah's house uh, i think i mentioned it before on on a trip and then i was on in their house and surprising enough we were drinking wine and things
2: what a surprise
0: yeah but i told them this i told them how i felt and i was really passionate about it mm-hmm. in in fact i'm still passionate about it now in a sense there should be free things for the community you know not necessarily through the church but um and i was so passionate and i sold it and they were you know so with me yeah this is it this is fantastic this is what we need to be doing yeah the the church needs to be in the community I said, yeah you know we were fired up and mm-hmm. i thought yes this i this is what i want
1: it was like your purpose yeah, yeah. this is
0: what i want i want to reach people with god i want to reach people by you know by helping their their needs their their financial their you know their spiritual and also their you know their hunger needs if that's the case yeah this would be perfect Mm -hmm. so i was fired up really really good
1: yeah i mean imagine if there are people in the community who are struggling and they know that they can come in and it's going to be welcoming and it's going to be warm and they can have a sandwich and a cup of coffee Mm. or even just you know a glass of water there's so few places where you can go and you're not expected to buy things. I know Alex, you're really passionate about libraries as well. Like it's the only place mm-hmm. basically in the whole country where you can go without having to feel obligated to spend money. Yeah. And we're mm-hmm. we're in the heart of this community. We've been put there to reach people. What an amazing ministry it would yes. be if you could literally offer something free and then offer support on the side as well of like I you know, I see you're struggling. Do you want us to pray for you? Do you want us to talk? Do you want
0: yeah, because we had Jane, who then was a was the counsellor. You mm-hmm. know, who was now working, so she could be on the side. You know, um, we had obviously David, the pastor, could be around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but you know, you could see this big this hub would be fantastic. You know, I was I was fired. Yeah. I was fired out. Thought this is amazing.
1: So they agreed with Tom. You know, we were all face to face. They agreed with Tom, and they said that they were going to you know, pray on it and wait for God's guidance. And in the meantime, we'll just keep going with the project. There was a little bit of an issue with everyone on the team that started to get a bit frustrated with the amount of time and money that the project was absorbing. I mean, we had these like thousand pound custom tables that David was insisting on and it it kind of became his entire focus. So the way that the worship was Mm -hmm. in the beginning, the cafe now was just consuming all of his time and we still didn't have the biggest congregation so it didn't make sense that the cafe was our only goal it was the only thing that we were working on but it was going full steam ahead it anyway
0: was, yeah because the money was coming out within the next month and so they had to have everything in place and so mm-hmm. they were going for it yeah, yeah certainly
1: and there was no focus on growing the community or reaching people it was all just like david was it was just a quick fix to get him out of this pit and so at the next team meeting, um, when the cafe was being discussed, they announced the the price list for the menu. Mm. And Tom disagreed, but you were basically shut down by Rachel, who, who took over. And she was sort of like, Nope, I'm insisting that we charge. This has to be for profit. We have to make money or David's job is in jeopardy, basically. And so she... Took over. Yeah, she basically as an accountant,
0: as Mm -hmm. as you can imagine, because she wasn't spiritually minded, Mm -hmm. she was a financially minded. Uh, So again, this is where it was a problem having someone who wasn't a Christian as an accountant. She didn't see the vision. She didn't see what it was. It was Mm -hmm. like we can't give away free food. Don't be so ridiculous. No, that's
2: how will we make money? How will we
0: make money? Mm -hmm. No, no, no way. This doesn't work.
2: Then was that her idea or was that David's idea that came through? Somebody like you can shoot that messenger because she's coming out. The logic of oh, it won't make money instead of David just being like, I don't want to lose my job, guys. No, I think
1: it was from her point of view because David, Mm -hmm. David could be swayed very easily, and he did agree with us that it would be an amazing thing for God. But I think he Mm -hmm. probably didn't spend the time thinking about it and praying about it and actually, you know, searching for guidance like he said he was going to. And then at the next meeting someone sways him again and changes his mind again i don't think he had even really fully formed his ideas he just wanted to be on this new project yeah and like you said he was afraid to lose his job so i think he would listen Mm -hmm. to anyone that was
0: yeah you know whereas my idea he would have gained you know credence because he was helping the community people would have come in
1: but he didn't care about the but he didn't
0: care about people he didn't care about the community all he yeah. cared about was spending this money in a new project. He just didn't care. Mm-hmm. So when the accountant said no, it's like, oh okay, then fair enough. Yeah. Uh yeah. Sorry, Tom. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a no. Um mm-hmm. uh, and I was hurt. You mm-hmm. know, I was really hurt because yeah. I was so passionate about this. I really like people. Um and, no. I, yeah, and I really liked people and I liked the idea that I could offer something rather than just spiritual help, I like the idea that I could offer just help in any other way possible, you know?
1: And it's like comfort as well. Like when you're at your lowest, going out for a coffee yeah. really does pick you up. And if you don't have any money...
0: Yes, to to have that option. and And I just thought it was such a wonderful thing we would be giving to the community. And the community would, in a sense not reward us as in you know give us prizes but they would reward us by coming in and they would appreciate the church they and would trust they would us, yeah. trust us and they would come to the services and they would see us as someone to turn to not someone who was a pious you know oh look at us we we have you know a big pa and we're amazing type thing i i i just I lost it. At mm-hmm. that point, I thought, you know what? If you're not concerned about the community, if you're not concerned about the actual people in this area, then actually I'm not concerned about you. Mm-hmm. And it was at that point I tapped out. I said, that's it. Mm-hmm. You, I, I don't want anything more to do with you. I just don't want anything more.
1: And I think it showed you as well that your opinions did not matter to them. Yeah, exactly. You know, all the years that you'd given to the project yes. and to David and Sarah...
0: And the advice I'd given them and the breakfast that supposedly I'd, you know, supported him and helped him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he would come around to to our workplace and we would, you know, be with him and pray with him Mm -hmm. and give him, you know, words of wisdom and all this. For years.
2: And then
1: when it came to you having an idea, it just showed that money mattered more. Yeah. Money mattered more than any of it.
0: And it wasn't a stupid idea. It was a really good idea. A really good (laughs) idea. And he didn't give a shit. He really didn't care. Mm -hmm. Because he doesn't like people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, You can hear I'm quite angry now. But I was, yeah, I was upset. Yeah, very upset.
2: I volunteered at a, like a, I think I got so angry like a couple of years ago when people were like freezing out on the street because they were homeless and it was so cold. And I went and volunteered. um, I was living in America at the time um just in like a little homeless shelter coffee shop okay. and it was run by the church and it was just a dollar for a coffee whatever coffee you wanted they roasted their own beans they had all the syrups it was all you know had a nice fancy machine yeah or just do a chore around around the place like sweep yeah. the floor clean really? the windows yeah and then you get like a little drink token and then people would still pay for their own coffee and still do the little chore because this was like the communal place, and yeah. it was just nice. And it's yeah, it's exactly that. It was just the essence of it.
0: Yes, yeah,
2: that's amazing.
0: Yeah, that's what I wanted. Mm. That's yeah. what I wanted.
1: Yeah, and that would have yeah. helped. That would have helped so many more people. That place that you volunteered at. Yeah, so many more mm-hmm. people than than what this church was starting to do.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, because had that been free, that would have helped. Like you said, that would have helped the community so
0: much. Mm-hmm. So so much. Yeah, yeah, I most mean, definitely
1: there's times in everyone's life where you literally don't have a penny yeah yeah you know? certainly mm-hmm. yeah and during those times all you want is just go get yourself a nice little drink or go meet some people or go yeah. just get out of the house you yeah. know mm-hmm.
0: and as we said mm-hmm. before you know in the other church cafe you you know you could go there and the pastor who was a such a loving chap would come along and sit down and have a chat with you yeah and um, which you know when you're down it would also be quite nice as well you know but of course david doesn't care about people so he would never do that anyway mm-hmm. he would never come alongside and, and chat with you he'd be off in the office hiding basically yeah
3: mm.
1: yeah you can hear we're upset about it this yes, episode yeah sorry so then the direction that the cafe started to go in after the meeting with rachel where she made it very clear that this had to make money quick the decisions were made about who we were going to employ and David informed us that he'd already interviewed someone. Okay. And specifically he had interviewed a non-Christian person because he wanted the cafe to be a quote unquote normal place and not too churchy.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: So the decision was made that the the person running the church cafe would not be from the church, would not be from Christianity and no worship music would be allowed to be played because they didn't want to put people off. Um, uh,
2: okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So basically, what turned into what we thought was a great idea basically turned into a greasy spoon, but that you had to buy because they had employed, actually he had a wage, employed a a, a cafe manager. And the cafe manager then, um, I was going to say employed, but he had... volunteers but the volunteers were also from the community so they weren't from the church at all
1: so there was no church presence in the cafe and what they'd actually done is they had put barriers across so from where the cafe ended there was this like concertinaed wall that they could pull across so you couldn't see into the church portion of the building so it it started to look like a cafe was renting our building mm-hmm. not that it was run by our church at all so they wanted it to be completely separate and this was david's idea the pastor of the church wanted it separate
2: i get not wanting to be too churchly like if you want it to be opening to the whole community like faith or no faith all right don't have like crosses all over the world yeah sure yeah but, like, certainly you can still be a part of it i'm an atheist and so i volunteered for like a church because I-, I was passionate about helping homeless people like yeah. if you want that service you can look past the gaudy stuff um, all right all right we're but, all on the same page i'm just i'm just yeah i think i'm just ranting. sorry carry on
1: david's vision for it was let's make money and let's get the most amount of people mm-hmm. in that we can and if it looks like a new kind of like i don't know you know like a hipster cafe oh yeah I I can't even think of how to describe it. They tried to make it look as separate from the church as possible. Mm -hmm. And it looked like a Mm -hmm. branded cafe was just renting our space. Yeah. No worship music, no prayer, nothing, no Bibles, nothing. It had to be a cafe through and through. And I had to make money and I had to get people in the seats.
0: So even though it was nothing to do with the church, they could then say, well, yeah, actually, we have 50 people a day. Come to the cafe. Therefore, they came into our church. Therefore, they count as our numbers. Therefore, there you are, church council. We're doing fine.
2: Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Oh, and here's lots of uh, profit. No, not it's not, not from tithing, but yes. don't worry about it. We need yes. money. Basically, exactly.
0: Exactly right. Exactly right.
2: So
1: do you have any questions at this point, Alex? Is any of this what you thought was going on?
2: No. I can follow it all logically. It all makes sense, making money. Um, but oh, this is ridiculous. This is so stupid. I'm so angry about it.
3: Mm.
2: Like I'm, I'm, I'm not a Christian. But that's not what that should be about. That should be about helping people, not just about money. Also, do have a few questions now. They've come to me. Good. Um, How much? How? What was everybody's salary like? So we don't know about David's. Do we know about the other ones? Do we know about the the cafe manager?
1: We don't know about the cafe manager at all. We were not involved no. in those decisions because when tom was kind of ignored and he got really hurt we did start to distance ourselves from the cafe side of things so we mm. were still all for the church we were still there for every sunday and every meeting but the cafe stuff we we had a real sour taste in our mouth we weren't asking questions about salary
0: no we, we sort of tapped out um and um. i uh, and i obviously it was at that point where i started to tap out of church i didn't realize that was the the catalyst but but that was the catalyst really but we didn't i think we were burnt out we were burnt out we didn't go to any of the meetings to do with the cafe because now i really wasn't interested and there were meetings every week about the cafe and i i think some of the other team members as well were so fed up with it as well they Mm -hmm. also Decided to boycott the 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 meetings as well because they just weren't happy. um I think Jane went because it was part of her community and she was employed, but the rest didn't bother, did they?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And in terms of Jane's salary, I think she was employed for like three days a week, and it would have been mm-hmm. a, about minimum wage, so yeah. minimum okay. wage part time job. You know, okay, she, she wasn't going to fly off to Barbados anytime soon, but she
2: was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pay a rent, but she's not going anywhere fancy. Yeah, yeah.
0: sure. Yeah, so. Okay.
2: okay. I'm sorry,
1: I should have come with more
2: figures for you. <laughs> I thought oh, this was what I was promised in this episode. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was another other question I had. What was the other question? Ironically, when I worked as a barista, I had a great memory. <laughs> Don't do that anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I do. Right. So you, this church has been given millions. Okay. Yeah. And the seemingly the only income is tithing and mm-hmm. the donations yes and you've got a small congregation who are giving all right say you've got like 20 people who are giving i don't know say say 200 pound a month maybe mm-hmm. i don't know how quickly are you gonna see those couple millions back oh you're not
1: i mean no. you're not you're not set tasks to make the millions back it's not like a loan
2: yeah but why would the churches do that in the if you've just got millions sod it give it to the pope he can buy a new hat and then uh, what's what's the motivation to keep it going because
1: eventually it will make money for you but initially i mean you're not going to see that kind of money for like a decade probably
0: yeah
2: it just seems like an odd business choice for a church but then they're going to say it's about god but then it's going to be about money yeah yeah that's very murky yeah the lines in between this and god is weird i think the the idea
1: for it is to reach places that aren't currently being reached and so those people will go to church will pay and eventually it will grow Mm -hmm. so it's trying to get into places where the current sort of regime of christianity isn't reaching Mm -hmm. so that's why it was younger pastors it was younger teams it was meant to be reaching like a whole new type of person if that makes sense Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but yeah,
2: it's, this is a very weird thing.
1: How would you assume the finances of a church were going to be run
2: more tightly? Mm-hmm. I think that I thought there was going to be more accountability for. It. I thought you would have had to have an accountant. Like I said, yeah. I thought like purchases would have been made few and far between, with a lot of justification and permission beforehand or after. Mm. And I don't know if you're getting so many so much help and stuff from so many hours from people. I thought more people would be paid. Mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know not like this basically <laughs> not like not this. Like yeah. that at all Funny, no yeah mm.
1: not like this well has that say- satiated any of your finance questions or are you left wanting
2: I mean I'm left wanting the the, the nitty-gritty of the <laughs> salaries <laughs> but got... I'll let that slide yes thank you why does that salaries very... interest you so much oh I don't know I don't know why does finance interest me so much? I don't know. <laughs> I just—I think I always wanted to be a mathematician, and so I'm just always chasing that now.
1: <laughs> always chasing that high.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just chasing
2: the high from getting like 100% when I was at primary school in maths. Huh. Anyway. Okay, I think, are we done?
0: Yeah, I think so. She's going to go off and mm-hmm. uh, play with the spreadsheet now, I think.
1: I am. <laughs> so yeah, I think we're going to leave the story there for today. Mm. Um, at this point... Tom has emotionally sort of checked out. Yeah, certainly. We are burnt out after just years of sacrifice and then being really given no support in return. And next week we will talk about the instance, the instance? Yes. The instance Mm -hmm. that made me check out emotionally and what happens to David as a result of us kind of checking out emotionally. I think so. And some more drama as always. Uh, so quite a, quite a yeah. lot of drama actually
0: <laughs> next week. Quite a lot.
1: Yeah, next week's going to be a heavy one, guys. Yeah. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope it illuminates some church practices for you. Yeah,
0: and if you have any questions, um, please let us know. And uh, you, you know, your church or your experiences may have been different because uh, obviously, or every, similar, or similar, yeah. they all are, aren't they? Really, mm-hmm. but. Um, it would be interesting to see whether other churches you know are as i don 't want to say corrupt but say it Tom. but but as corrupt as this you know yeah. um s- just spending money to justify the mm-hmm. the hollowness in their own <laughs> in their in the, the need that they have they, they all, yeah i'm, I'm angry yeah, i 'm angry i think i have no words
1: we 're mm. angry and tired yes. of just talking mm-hmm. about David and Sarah. Yeah. So thank you for listening to this week's episode. Thank you for joining us, Alex.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: N- None of you can this see so her, but she's, she's wearing this very, like, is it called a snood? What is this called?
2: I think it's, it was supposed to be an oody, um, and then I needed money to fix my car. It was a Christmas present, so mum said that she'd um, return it, get me a cheaper version <laughs> to help <laughs> me with my car. So it's a cheap off-brand hoodie. Thank you, mum. Nice. Okay.
3: <laughs>
1: thank you, Alex's mummy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget, you can message us. You can message us, xcompod at gmail.com, You can message us on Instagram, or you can join our private Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're That'd listening great, to this, please, because yeah. that will help us very much. And join us next week, where we talk about even more church shit. Woohoo! So <laughs> join us 10am next week to reclaim our Sundays. Yay. So... Bye.
0: Bye. Over to you, Alex.
3: Do-do-do. do do do